Welcome to Parts of Unknown. My name is Michael Davis. Your name is... Rick Davis. And today on Parts of Unknown, we're going to continue our conversation that we started last week on clerks. And as we move into this conversation, we are going to talk about the man of a thousand faces, Walter Flanagan. Big Rick, do you know who Walt Flanagan is? I know him. He is on, I think he's in basically almost every Smith movie, if not all of them. He is a part of the comic book man, and he is on, he's a host of Tell Him Steve Dave. Yes. I don't know if you're completely accurate about him being in every Kevin Smith movie. Yeah, it was an educated guess. Yet you failed. (laughs) Good day, sir. You're wrong. You lost. You lose. Good day, sir. But I think that there's a lot more to talk about uh, than that. I want to talk about the many faces of Walt Flanagan. And in my mind, the person who carried Clerks to its completion. So, real quick, how many times do you think that Walt Flanagan was in Clerks? I mean, at least a couple times. He was the... Kind of weird, snobby dude at one scene. He was the guy who was checking all the eggs. He, And I'm assuming he was also in the big crowd of people who would stand outside banging on the door saying, Hey, let us into the store. Um, Really good guesses. Really good guesses. But before we even get to those things, do you know the history of Walt Flanagan? Uh, no. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. I want to share with you the living history between Walt Flanagan and Kevin Smith so that you get a little bit of an idea of the importance of Walt Flanagan in the life of Kevin Smith. Why are your eyes so wide open and why are you nodding like a complete jughead? Um, because I'm ready for a show. (laughs) I'm eating my popcorn. I'm ready to learn about history. Do you know who introduced Kevin Smith to comic books? I would assume, judging by the way that this podcast is going, that it is Walt Flanagan. Walt Flanagan was one of the first people to drive Kevin Smith around searching for comic books. Walt Flanagan used to... Walt Flanagan and Brian Johnson, who is not featured in this movie, and we won't really get into that. Well, no, let's talk about it. Uh, do you know... That's the reason why Kevin Smith is Silent Bob, right? It was supposed to be him, but then something happened, and Kevin Smith didn't want to learn a bunch of lines, so he became Silent Bob, so he didn't have to talk that much. Really close. The characters Dante and Randall are based off of the relationship of Kevin Smith and Brian Johnson. Okay. And so, that just just for some, from what you know, because you watched Comic Book Man, right? Yes. You never really have listened to Tell Him Steve Dave, but you watch Comic Book Man. Yes. All right, do you remember who Brian Johnson is on Comic Book Man? He's the guy with the beard. The guy with the beard. That is correct. So, uh, 
who between Kevin Smith and Brian Johnson, the two main characters of Clerks, Nante and Randall, are based off of their relationship. Who is a Dante and who is a Randall? I would. I'm going to guess that Brian Johnson is a Randall and Kevin Smith is a Dante. You nailed it. And when that they wrote the movie, Brian Johnson was originally supposed to be Randall and Kevin Smith was going to be Dante. Oh, okay. And I didn't know that. What you know from comic book men and if you ever listen to tell him Steve Dave, um you, this would be an easier question to answer. Do you think that that movie still would have carried through if Brian Johnson was Randall and not Jeff Anderson? No. I. That's a fair answer. Being someone that's never listened to tell him Steve Dave, I. It would have been a radically different movie, just like it, we talked in the last podcast. That the if ending, they they stuck with the ending of Dante being shot. It would completely just kind of flip the meaning of the movie, and it have it would just have a different feel to it. Yes, I think that Jeff Anderson's care the uh, depiction of Randall is more of a fun-loving slacker, but and you can even see this from watching comic book man. Um, if if Brian Johnson played Randall, he would have been more abusive and abrasive. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what else to say. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it would have been completely different. I. This is the non-MCD show, right? Like, can I say... This is parts of Unknown. He would be more of like a not fun loving asshole but like just like a (laughs) (laughs) jeff anderson is a fun loving asshole and brian johnson would have been an abrasive asshole in in clerks yes but i i will share with you after you i have i've been listening to tell him steve Dave Dave since dave day one i i knew who brian quinn was before there was an impractical jokers is that the reason you watched Impractical Jokers? That, the, tell him Steve Dave is why I watched Impractical Jokers for the first time. Interesting. Knowing knowing Brian Johnson, uh, knowing Brian Quinn from from that, and there used to be that once upon a time on Tell Him Steve Dave, there was even a petition of twenty five percent less Quinn. <laughs> That was the before he was Brian Quinn. Okay. Before he was Q. Before he was Q. Now everyone's like, "Oh, it's Q. Give us more Q." Now it's the Q show. To be real <laughs> honest, yeah. But anyway, that I Brian Johnson for me is an adorable asshole, but but Jeff Anderson is a fun loving asshole. Yes. Yes. So it would have been a radically different movie. But okay, so we've gone all that so we can get back to Walt Flanagan. So they met at a at a community center that Kevin Smith went to work at that Walt Flanagan and Brian Johnson, already best friends, were working at as sort of the directors of the community community center. So they were like, hey, this is they were like the 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 like the managers of the place, but instead of like 
they were there like kind of being like oh this is how this is what's open right now this is what you can do right now we need to get everything we need to get the ping pong balls out and make sure all the foosball things are in place they arranged the kickball games and intramural basketball <laughs> make sure all the um the the little the mini tennis court the tennis racket things are ready for badminton Yes, yeah, so that that was their job, and Kevin Smith worked there too. So they developed a relationship working at the community center. And do you, can you, through your guesstimated knowledge, guess who one of the children were who they worked with and cared for at the community center? Was it Brian Quinn? It was Jason Muse. It was Jason Muse. Okay. Are but aren't they around the same I thought they were like around the same No, Smith's a little older than Muse. Muse was a participant at the community center that Walt and and Brian and and Kevin Smith worked at. Is it like would it be like he they were like in their twenties and he was like Eighteen. Okay. I would say sixteen or seventeen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they developed this relationship from the community center, and as they get older, uh, they the the main three, Brian uh, Brian Johnson and Walt Flanagan and Kevin Smith all stay really close friends, and for what you if you ever listen to tell them Steve Dave, Walt Flanagan is a loyal friend. Yes, definitely. Yes, and I and I'll I'll share with you. Walt Flanagan is so important in Kevin Smith's life. Not only does he have multiple roles and clerks, but do you do you remember Jason Muse saying in his final speech that guy's quicker than Walt Flanagan's dog? I don't remember that. That is a line in Clerks. Okay. Yes. So. Walt's pretty important to to Kevin Smith. So he and he stayed pretty loyal to Kevin Smith, including just before filming started, Kevin Smith and Brian Johnson were in such an embittered argument that Brian Johnson was not invited to be a part of the movie. So they they worked it out. They worked it out. And 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 then Brian Johnson is in other movies, and we'll we'll talk about that as as they come along, as we go through this Kevin Smith review uh, podcast series. Very excited. Yes. <laughs> okay. Who is Walt Flanagan? His first appearance. Can let's give you a guesstimation. What knowing what you know, watching the movie, what is the first possible place that that Walt Flanagan, the man of a thousand faces, may have appeared in Clerks? Uh, that like kind of snobbyish guy. I don't remember if he had glasses, but he was like, "I'm not gonna shop here anymore" because they showed in the magazine that had stuff in it. 
Yes, that was Walt Flanagan, not his first appearance. Oh. Do you that the very beginning of the movie when the Chuli gum rep is is stirring up hate against cigarettes to sell gum? Is he the guy that after that whole after he leaves and it's and it's found it out that he was just there to sell get people to buy gum that he was the guy that asked for a pack of cigarettes walt flanagan is the guy after the chulis rep kind of steers everybody away from cigarettes he's the guy that walks up and asks for a pack of cigarettes (laughs) as your mouth is full of soda and you can't talk how long does it take you to swallow a freaking coke Oh my god, I, I have I'm nothing for you. I'm trying not to choke. You know, like I'll, like, I'll have this happen when I'm trying to, like, swallow pills. I'll just, like, think about it too much, and then I can't swallow because I'm thinking about it too much. You can't swallow a liquid because you're thinking about swallowing a liquid. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had a chewy piece of meat or a really stringy piece of celery in your mouth? Yeah. The- I'll, like, I think one time I, like, pulled it out. Because I was almost choking on it, and I was able to pull it out. Yes. You would die <laughs> if you can't swallow a liquid because you're quote-unquote thinking about it too much. I was trying not to laugh, so I was debating whether or not to laugh or drink. <laughs> That's what was going on. You were a complete jugger. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, back to back to our conversational piece. Go ahead and uh, keep drinking that drink so that I'm the only person that can talk. Uh, th- Almost out. You were about to introduce the next subject, so I was going to finish it off. Now I, now I can't do it in order anymore because I don't, I don't completely know the order of the next two times that, that Walter pops up. Well, don't blame me. <laughs> if I, maybe I'll get it right and you get it wrong. Well, I'm not going to do the order. Okay. I'm going to say, can you name another time that Walt Flanagan is in? And you've already brought it up. So go ahead and explain it again. The kind of snobby guy who wants to buy, I forgot what he wants to buy, but they're talking about stuff behind the counter. and um, um, using Using their very colorful language. Using very colorful language. And Randall's looking at a very colorful book. Yeah. And um so he's like, Oh, I can't believe he said that in front of me. I'm never gonna shop here again and like scoffs off. Yes, that is Walt Flanagan. And uh, the, the so that is him and and that the very pure and innocent Walter Flanagan uh being a person as as uh Dante once again tries to appease the customer more than dealing with his own situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. What is the next what is the next time that walt flanagan is seen and the man of a thousand faces and i share with you every time that he pops up in this movie he looks completely different and it's really hard to connect them all together unless you know what you're looking for yeah i wasn't aware the only one that i was aware of the first time watching it was um him being the guy the snobby guy that scoffs off that was the first that was the only time I picked him out. And then last week you meant I think you mentioned it. Um he's the um professor guy who's trying to find the perfect batch of eggs. 
He is the guy trying to find the perfect batch of eggs and trying to find the perfect 12 eggs for a perfect dozen. And they have to be in the same carton. Yeah, like that was a big thing. They had to be the exact, they had to be perfect eggs and they all had to be from the same carton. Yes, they couldn't, and they even bring it up as a as a plot point. They can't just switch eggs from carton to carton. It has to be the perfect perfect dozen in in a box. Yes. Yes. That's, yes. <laughs> All right. So, so we're going to talk about uh, family history again, and we're going to stray a little bit away from from Walt Flanagan for this one. There is another person who is seen as a a trying to find the perfect item in that store. That that is a plot point. Who who is another person that's in the store trying to find the perfect item? Is it a Kevin Smith's mom. Kevin Smith's mom. Now, who is she? Uh, was she trying to find like was it toilet paper or something? She's trying to find the freshest gallon of milk. Oh, the freshest gallon of milk. Okay. The lady that's there in front of the refrigerators, digging through everything, trying to find the freshest gallon of milk, is Kevin Smith's mom. I wasn't I wasn't sure when you were talking about family members, but I know he tries to stick his mom in a lot, so that was the my best guess. Yeah, his mom pops up in in a lot. I I it'll be a minute before we bring her up again, but she's in Clerks. She's in another movie too. She pops up and actually she's in Yoga uh, Hosers. She's uh she's one of the customers that comes in. She's got like full hockey gear stuff like on like a jersey. She's got a hockey stick. And she comes in at the beginning after the Colleen's come back from their band practice. Yes. So don't forget to bring that up again when we get to that movie. But but there is another family member in in the movie. And do you remember when the investigator comes in to ask about the guy that dies in the bathroom? Yes. The the female investigator. Is that like his sister? It's Kevin Smith's sister. Okay. I didn't know he had a sister. Yeah, so here's so we're by I think that we've already busted through Walt's three roles. Okay. He is the person that walks up to buy cigarettes after the Chulies rep conversation he is the offended customer after hearing um uh randall's conversation and he's the person trying to find the perfect dozen of eggs i believe that's all three that we mentioned yes so now we're going to start talking about people who were not connected to kevin smith before the movie who are in it okay so you're talking wait people who didn't know him before the movie People who didn't know him before the movie, and I honestly think it's only four people. I'm assuming that two of them are the guys who play Dante and Randall. He did not know Jeff Anderson or Brian O'Halloran before making Clerks. Okay, um, I'm going to say the the girl. Uh, the uh, um, not his. Not his old girl, not his old girlfriend, but the newer one that he's with at the beginning of the movie. 
that yes, Veronica, who is Dante's girlfriend at the beginning of the movie, that brings her lasagna. That brings him lasagna. Yes, her. Yeah, he didn't know her, and uh, uh, the just to break kayfabe a little bit, we did a little research real quick, and Caitlin Bree, he didn't know them. He didn't know the main. The I, I wouldn't say the main four people, but basically the. Kind of he name. didn't know the name. He didn't know the name. He did not know the main four people. Okay. <laughs> and I don't think he knew the truly the truly gums rep e- either. Yeah, he didn't really. I don't think he showed up in anything else either. He didn't look familiar. But the guy, the weightlifter who came in to um, uh, that was was there when he got the fine for selling the cigarettes. That yeah, the the gym guy. Yeah, that Randall. That's. That's Ernie Hudson. That's one of Kevin Smith's friends. Okay. Yeah. So you'll you'll find out in a lot of Kevin Smith movies, it's it's him trying to figure out ways to work his friends into the movie. I, I know. Um, cues in Dogma. He's 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 holding a little movie figure. Okay, we're still talking about clerks. So let and if we're gonna do a if we're gonna do a review thing for each movie, let's stick with the movie that we're on before we move ahead. Let's talk about uh, um, Scott Mosier. Scott Mosier, that's a person I definitely know. Scott know. Scott Mosier is the producer of Clerks. Oh, is he that guy? He met he met Kevin Smith in film school. They decided to stop wasting their money on film school and just waste their money on making a movie. Okay. Scott Mosier is if if Walt Flanagan holds a rest record for most appearances in Clerks as different characters with three, Scott Mosier holds holds second place with two separate characters. He's not the guy that I'm thinking of. Okay. Who who are you thinking of? Uh someone that did bad stuff and then uh Kevin Smith donated like all the money that clerks makes to No, no. We'll talk about Harvey Weinstein later. Uh, that's the guy that um funded the movie but scott john scott scott mosier was kevin smith's friend and a producer is somebody that figures out how to pay for things with the money they have okay okay so scott mosier has two appearances do you remember william black willem black no Willem Black, his name in this movie, he goes by his nickname, Snowball. Duh. I still does it. The bearded, weird guy that that leads up to the setup of them saying the number 37. Oh, yeah. Okay. The bearded guy? Yes. Okay. So, that's one character that he plays. And then do you remember the hockey scene on top of the roof? Is he the is he the guy that was like open up the store and then he shoots the hockey puck off the building? Yes, that is also Scott Mosier. So, not only does he hold second place with two appearances in Clerks, but do you know the one thing that he did that Walt Flanagan didn't do? Uh um did uh did he appear in more movies? 
His character talks to his other character. Oh, he, he talks to other people. Scott, as Willem Black on the ground, he's shouting up to the roof, and he responds back as the hockey player. He talks to himself in the movie. Oh, he not to other people, but to himself. His his two characters talk to each other. <laughs> that's that's funny. Yeah. Yes. That's before all the CGI and putting two characters face to face with each other. That's before Captain America fought Captain America. That was before Captain America taught, and that is the power of video editing, because Willem Black on the ground was talking to I don't think the hockey player guy on the roof. I don't think that character has a name. He's the hockey player guy. Yeah, we'll we'll need to look at the credits to confirm or deny that. So, speaking of the credits, and this will be the last thing that we talk about. You, when we finished the Clerks episode, you said, man, I w- wish we talked about the credits. Oh, yeah. At the end of the credits, what I thought was really cool, there was a really long kind of like a thank you type thing. And Kevin Smith was saying thank you to different people. Uh, it, I think one was the owners of the quick stop and there, it was just different people who may have not had like a hand in making the movie, but a hand in like helping him through his life so far and encouraging him to be able like to make this movie. Yes. And you know what? I really want to look in those credits to see if he thanks Brian Johnson. Oh, I don't know if he thanks Brian Johnson or not. Because I have, I think that they worked out whatever was going on before the movie was finished production. Okay. Yes. So what we're going to do moving forward, we're not going to have a special Walt Flanagan edition of every movie, but we are going to do, we're going to play a game, uh, we're going to do Walt Flanagan spotting and Harley Quinn Smith spotting. Is she, I don't, I know, I know she's like baby, um, Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You are trying to jump ahead, and I we're not going to do that. We're going to talk about the movies that we're talking about. Okay. And I've already addressed this in this episode. I'm very you, you mentioned Harley Quinn Smith. I'm very I, I got hyped. I was like I got I got too hyped up for it. But we we will do both Walt Flanagan and Harley Quinn Smith spotting. We will be able to to do one of those with our next movie, which is going to be Mallrats. So the next film that we talk about, so you and I have homework. We we either need to watch together or just watch as we have time. Mallrats. I am excited. This is that's the one with the Stan Lee cameo in it, right? The first theatrical. Listen to me use the phrase theatrical. Theatrical Stan Lee cameo. I'm very excited. Did that set a path for multiple movies to come? Yes, it did, and and saved the Marvel universe. Exactly. Like who's? I'm not going to Ant Man and the Wasp to watch the. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm going to find the next Stan Lee cameo. No offense to Paul Rudd. I actually like that movie. I just chose. A you just one. chose Ant Man because. Just because. Yeah. It was the first one that I thought of. 
So our next movie will be Mallrats. So that was Parts of Unknown for this week. Your name is... Rick Davis. Your name is... Michael Davis. Everyone have a week.